right, y'all, you already know what time it is. You are back with Coach K, Mr. Kenyatta Watson himself, and me, Murph Baldwin, on our show we like to call Scouting the South. And, man, we have a myriad of topics to get to there. Uh, we're coming off the Jaden Hazelwood commitment, him being on the show last show in the interview. A lot of things is going on since then. But before we get into all that, Coach K, what is going on, homie? Uh, nothing much, brother. Just, you know, another exciting week of a college visit. Um, you know, it's just like every, every week we're experiencing something different. Um, looking forward to talking about that. Looking forward to talk about this week's visit. You know, we're heading down to LSU, taking about 20 kids um, from Georgia down. So that's going to be an, an awesome and exciting trip. Just, um, man, you know you know what we do, bro. I sure do because I had the pleasure of being at Clemson, the national champs, and seeing how those guys operate and run. We took the took in the Clemson junior day, and um, we had a group of kids out there, some of Georgia's best, some of Georgia's elite. Uh, most of the elite kids were from uh, Brookwood. But uh, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if my memory serves me correct, there were two kids from Brooklyn there. Hey, don't let. <laughs> but he is elite. Look, he's elite. Though. Hey, One of Matthew them. Hill is absolutely elite. He's D the Hill. Me, he's the most electrifying kid in the state of Georgia. There you go. Uh, so shout out to my man D Hill. I was just with D Hill um, the other day as well. I got some content coming on him pretty soon, but. Hey, D. Hill is the absolute truth, and uh, I know a few schools out there that would love to have his services, and some of them need to jump on them even more. But I will say this. Um, all right, so, Coach, let's talk about this Clemson village, man. Going there, man, I tell you what, man, I had to take notes. I was I was like a kid in the candy store, man. I love stuff like that. And um, being able to see Dabo and his staff and how they get down and how they build a – build a program, build a national right. championship winning program and some of the bases of their program. And I talked about the family. He talked about certain instances of, of not really wanting to recruit kids too early, but not wanting to be too late and everything like that. So give me your overall assessment of the Clemson junior day visit. Well, I, you know, I, I Clemson is always a, a special place to me for several reasons. You know, my, um, you know, one of my college roommates, the defensive back coach, Mike Reed, he's, um, we played together at Boston college. He's there. Um, and then Mickey Kahn, our former head coach at Grayson, he's also there. But, you know, over the last few years, I've had an opportunity to develop a relationship with Coach Elliott, um, Coach Streeter. Um, also, you know, being around Coach Dabo a lot, you know, from his time coming to visit Grayson, man. And, and, and the biggest thing that sticks out to me about Clemson, the, the statement that they service the player and not the talent. You know, that to me, man, says – it speaks volumes, and you can see that the the the, the family atmosphere. It was real. Um, the the way that they care about their players is real. The former the the amount of former players that's on yes, the staff crazy. That's the biggest thing. DeAndre McDaniel was on the staff. Right. It, it's 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 real. It's a real family environment, and I see why. And, and during Dabo's eight year tenure, you know they've done nothing but get better, and they're gonna continue to get better. I mean, it's just amazing what they have going on there. Um, their facility. Oh. Top of the line, have top three in the country. Wow, have to be. really? Yeah, and we've seen a lot, but I, I would say top three in the country. Man, could you give me the other two, two, man? Because you know, what I mean, I ain't been around like you, coach, man. But I've been there, baby, and I, I was about to commit. I don't even know what I was committing to, dude. But just <laughs> being around those facilities, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't. Um, what's going through those kids? Well, I, I knew what was going through their minds because I was with them, but like. I couldn't imagine being a kid and receiving an offer like that and going through through the car wash, so to speak, or what they were right. doing. And they took us to 
everywhere. The dorms took us around. We went, we ran down the hill. Uh, I see you didn't run down the hill, man. What was going on with you, man? You look like you you, you, you had a bad hip or something, man. What was going yeah, I just, on? I, I wanted to keep my Achilles intact. <laughs> 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 but but uh, you know, I think um, schools that are on par with those facilities that we've seen up close and personal, um, Texas and, and the University of Tennessee, Alabama, those, those schools mm. facilities are, are definitely on par with, with uh, what Clemson has going on. All right, so tell me what's something that separates Clemson's facilities um, from some of the facilities that you visit on a more frequent basis. For people who haven't been there, just describe uh, it. Um, well, you, you know, it's new. I mean, more so than anything, the the the, the uh, cold pool that seats like sixty people at one time. Yeah. The weight room is the second largest. Oh my god, dude! You know um, me. You know, next now, hold to on, Alabama. I don't, I don't want you to go past the weight room. That that, that, that was special to me, man. Just special. racks on racks, right. <laughs> racks on racks, man, of just pure goodness, man. You're talking about the spacing of it, the the the, the nutrition like program, like you can just walk up there and just like order something, like right, like well, like man, just tell them about it. I mean, it was it's amazing. I mean, I think it. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Alabama has the largest. No, excuse me, that Clemson is the largest. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Clemson has the largest football only weight room in the country. I think they said it was like 28,000 square feet. I know Bama's is 32,000, but I think other athletes get to use that as well. So, you know, it was amazing. And we all know games are won and lost in the weight room. Um, the nutrition piece is also huge because, hey, I have an athlete in my house right now, and he hates he hates me for this. But the way that I make him, I force him to eat because I understand the importance of it. Um, being a former athlete myself and suffering the injuries that I did, it was because of poor nutrition. Um, and But they get it. They get it. They have an unbelievable weight staff. Um, the, the way that they lift, it's not the old, you know, barbaric style of lifting. You know, they, they do some different things. And, you know, again, you see why they are the national champions. You see why they will be back in the hunt again this year simply because of the way that they do things. And everybody cares. It was, it, again, I cannot reiterate this. It was real. It was authentic. There was nothing fake about you know, the, 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 the presentation, the, the coaches, the people, nothing about Clemson was fake. No, not at all. Um, the thing about what I really like was we, we got to talk with the staff members and some of the support staff guys. And, um, man, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm still beaming about it, man. Even some of the stuff that we got to take home, some of the propaganda type stuff and some of the stuff that they gave us, man, it's just top notch. We even got to watch them practice, like practice. Practice. practice we got the same and, and and then you noticed in practice everything was tempo there was no wasted there was nothing wasted everything was fast it was tempo they got after it you know usually you know you think a team winners national championship you see a little you know lethargic from from the players and everything but man they were getting after they were getting after it and it was again it was a pleasure to see it was you would think that they didn't win anything the way they were back that early hitting hitting like that i mean the um going at it like that i was watching some of the um some of the drills a little bit closer than the others i really liked what they were doing at the running back position that was something that i was i was super interested in and being that i was with uh coach will lee the uh, brookwood running back coach dash training facility owner as well and um uh, we were looking at that man and i know that he was beaming ear to ear as well uh, looking at some of the some of the stuff that they had there and just the amount of stuff that they have at their disposal, man. Some of the apparatuses that they have that the, the quarterbacks had to throw over and everything like that, man, it's just top notch. Oh, yeah, no question. But, again, they are the defending national champion. You think? All right, man, so 
that weighs in on something that I would like to talk about here for a quick hot second. Um, we have an interview actually coming up on the B side of this program. So, um, Coach, me and you always talk, you and I, uh, 45,000 times a day, uh, football-related <laughs> scouting, evals, and analysis, and assessment, and everything like that. And um, I love talking to you because you get to give it to us from a recruiting standpoint as far as being able to talk to a lot of these guys that are on staffs that have to recruit all over the country and everything like that. So did you give me a couple of guys on that particular staff um, that you are impressed with, with their recruiting prowess? Again, Mike Reed, um, the cornerbacks coach, he, you know, he's one of the best in the country. Uh, coach Elliott, the running backs coach, he's also one of the best in the country. Coach Streeter, um, he's one of the best. And then again, you, you're, you're solidifying it, your classes with, you know, Dabo Sweeney. You know, just a great, authentic guy that, that you know, as parents, you, you would want to leave. You feel very comfortable leaving your son with them for the next three, four or five years. All right. So let's expound that a little bit to some guys across the across the southern region that do it really big. And um, first and foremost, you got to start with my guy. That is Damian Craig. Uh, we got some news on Damian Craig. He was hired as an offensive analyst at rehired. Florida State University, possibly the best school going. I think school that could possibly be the next national champion. I heard it here first. But um, Damian Craig is the absolute truth, man. I know that you've been able to interact with him over the years as well. Damian is unbelievable. And, and again, the thing that I want everyone that's listening to understand when it comes to recruiting is this. A lot of guys can say the right things, okay? But a lot of – Damian is a, a rare guy that – you know, he means it. He's a great guy. You know, he he's 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 honest. He's there for the kids. He's playing. Damian, you know, Damian Craig is one of the best guys, best recruiters in, in, in the country. You know, and, and, and it's simply because of his, you know, he's played the game, um, his authenticity. You know, he's been there before. He's a great coach. You know, he's he's able to go in in some of the most difficult areas and recruit some of the best kids out. And again, mm-hmm. trust him. Parents trust him. The kids trust him. And that, you know, that absolutely is, is what makes him one of the best. Okay. So um, that's something that I don't think a lot of people really take into account there. Um, tell me this. What makes what makes a great recruiter, like a well-rounded recruiter? What makes someone an uh, ace recruiter? There's a lot of that word thrown around a lot, but there are very few of them, if you know what I'm saying. The individual that's able to build the relationship. I say this all the time relationships is 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 the key to recruiting and recruiting his relationships and that's what i think he's able to do um just like coach coley at georgia you know coach coley is one of the the one of the best at it simply because he can go into a haitian household and speak creole he can go into a, a, a hispanic household and speak spanish you know he can go into any hood in south florida and adapt you know he's from miami he's from south florida he knows what it takes how to build these relationships with these kids. Now, if you can recruit in South Florida, because South Florida is a different world. If you can recruit successfully in South Florida, you can recruit anywhere in the country. And that's what a, a, another top recruiter in, in the South, it, you know, would be Coach Coley. That's what makes him a, a, a special, special recruiter because his ability to develop those relationships. Okay. Um, give me somebody from Alabama. Huh, take your pick. You know, um, Derek Ansley, great guy. Um, Tosh Lupoy is my guy. I think he's one of the best on the staff simply because, again, his his ability to be in relationships and he's authentic. You know, I've been around him a lot. 
he's a guy that you know he relates to the kids. He he's you know he's been on 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 some of the bigger stages, you know, and he understands real. You have to be real with these kids because the recruiting process is sped up for so many kids. They've seen so much. They've heard so much. They get they can decipher through the BS, man. So you got to be real with these kids. And again, at a place like Alabama. It's about family, much like Clemson. It's about family. And you're coming there for one reason and one reason only. Hey, well, two reasons. You're going to get your degree and then you're going to play high level of, of football. And again, Alabama, the, the, the recruiting pitch that Alabama uses, that, that's huge, man. Look, you got to if you're not ready to compete, don't come here. It, it's that simple. OK, what about Auburn? I like my man, Travis Williams. I ran into him. <laughs> Before I'm on the recruiting trail, he was recruiting Nate McBride. Uh, it didn't work out his way, but I know he made in a short period of time he made made it to where it was it was a decently competitive behind the scenes. I'll hey, tell you that. Coach T. Will, that's my boy. He's going. To, he's making a lot of guys nervous. You know, around the SEC and around the South, he is one of the up and coming stars in recruiting. And again, it's because he understands. He gets it. He's a young guy. He played the position. He played. He, he coaches linebackers, but he also played the position. And so, and he, he played at Auburn. So he played on that high level. He gets it. He understands it. He was a former player. He knows, you know, the, the different things that got him to go to Auburn, you know, or, or, or and, and so he's able to go into these homes and relate to these kids. He's a young guy. He's energetic. You know, he loves what he does and he's very passionate about it. And that's what you need in a supreme recruiter nowadays. You need guys who love it. It's not just a job to them, but they love it. You know, I think that T. Will, will if, if he wasn't getting paid and he was just a volunteer at, at Auburn, he would still be an elite recruiter because he loves it. Okay, what about Miami? Well, you got, you know, Thomas Brown, many people know, yeah. who's a former, you know, Georgia Bulldog. Thomas is a great guy. You know, again, he... His approach is a little different. You know, he's he's not a big rah-rah guy, but he's going to keep it real with you at all times. You know, he's a guy that, that you know, his career has been on that. When I say the absolute fast track, it's been on the absolute fast track. But you see why he's a great guy. He's able to come into, again, any home, talk to, to the kids about, you know, getting their education, about, you know, going somewhere where you're going to fit in and not just going somewhere to be another number, you know, and that's what makes the that's what makes him successful at what he does. You know, he's a down to earth guy. You know, you can talk to him and he cares. That's the biggest his biggest asset is his his, his, his that he cares. All right. Last one, Tennessee. Oh, man, Tennessee. They got a few guys, but, you know, my boy Tommy Thigpen, a linebacker coach, you know, he's he's been everywhere, played in North Carolina. So Tommy Thigpen from Tennessee is uh, obviously one of the top recruiters in the South. You know, he's been a lot of places. Um, you know, he's a great guy. You know, I've had you know, the opportunity to spend a lot of time around him and actually see him, you know, in action. You know, again, he's very relatable. And he's able to just build those, you know, definite relationships with the kids, man. He's one of the guys that, you know, I, I would drop my son off. You know, and, and, and feel very comfortable that he's going to help developing him not only to a great football player, but a great young man. No doubt about it, man. I appreciate your insight on this, man, because it's some, something that you can't get anywhere else but on Scouting the South as of right now. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Coach, we got an interview here coming up on the other side of it, and um, then we out. Oh, absolutely, man. This is going to be a great interview from, you know, great kid, man. You know, very, very pleased, known the kid since he was 10 years old. 
you know, I'm just enjoying watching these kids grow through this process. Alright y'all, we are back with another hot interview on Scouting the South with Coach Kenyatta Watson, Mr. Coach K, and his guy, me, at Murph Baldwin, Mr. Murph Baldwin, and man, we have a fella who is absolutely about to blow up, if he is not already blown up in your eyes, you the listener there, that is one blessed trinity athlete i call him athlete i think he should be labeled as an athlete because he's that darn good of an athlete and that's one jd bertrand what's going on jd not much hey coach what's going on jd nothing there. I was just hanging out just got that offer from georgia got the one from lcu in the week okay okay we'll get to that we'll get to that there but we have um Stuff we want to talk to you about on Scott and the South here, man. We like to analyze and talk and do assessments, evaluations, and stuff like that, man. So every time I turn on the film, man, I can't really decide. I, don't, I can't really decipher between, man, do I like this kid on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball? Because to me, you're that good on both sides of the ball. So tell me what is your particular preference? I like defense better. Actually, I'd rather give the hits than take the hits. So I like defense better. Okay, well, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball then because any time that I can uh, give an assessment on a kid that plays in a traditional 21-type personnel offense where you're running power O and uh, you're running ISOs and I saw some trap blocks and all kinds of stuff going on, you guys are doing stuff that you see at the pro level and then you playing at the tight end position and being able to do some of the stuff that um, that you do. Uh, talk about some of the duties in playing in a, a particular offense like that opposed to your run-of-the-mill spread that you see a lot nowadays. It's a lot It's a lot more blocking right now. And it's a lot, I'd be undersized against a lot of the DNs, and there's some big guys, and you try to use technique against most of them. And then you slip out for a few passes every once in a while. And then it's, I'd say that you get, a lot, you get open a lot more just because you're blocking the whole game. And then the last, there's like five plays that you slip out for a pass, and not many teams are expecting as much. No doubt about it, man. So tell me this, then. How would you feel if you were maybe flexed or you're kind of a, what am I saying, kind of a, uh, an alternative player? Maybe if you're playing a little H-back, a little full-back, um, and maybe some some split out wide. Do you think that your duties can, can evolve from there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've played that in 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's always fun. It's kind of, I like it better than blocking, so <laughs> I think that'd be fun, too. Well, tell me this, man. If you were, if the school did like you at the next level, um, playing on the offensive side of the ball, um, you got a lot of experience, obviously, in it. Um, would you be in an offense that you feel that you could block? I think that you're going to you're going to get only bigger and stronger, and I think that you're extremely stout at the p- point of attack right now. You're a ferocious blocker. Uh, talk about that for me. I, mean, I think I'd be able to do whatever they ask for me. I think a lot of schools, kinda, if anything, they'd probably look at me as an H back more. Just kind of be back there, be able to block and go out for passes. So, because I'm not the typical like six five tight end, so I think a lot of schools would look as as the H back. Coach, could you jump in here and give me an assessment of JD's game? How far do you and JD go back? Ah oh, man, I've um, known JD since he was ten years old, playing with the Johns Creek Gladiators, the ten uh, U champions. And uh, at ten, whenever they got in trouble. 
they would split JD out at wide receiver and nobody could handle him. Um, and then again, we, we played him at 12 years old at um, Blessed Trinity. And then um, obviously eighth grade on the FBU team. Um, you know, my, my thing with JD that I like most is his versatility. Um, I, I love him at H back. Um, he's a great blocker at fullback. I like him at the flex tight end because of his speed and his ability to get open. He catches the ball very well. And like you said, at the point of attack, he's extremely aggressive in blocking. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like him on the offensive side of the ball just because anytime you get a guy that, like we always talk about value kids, he's a value kid, you know, because, you know, he can, he can be that H back. He can be the full back. He can be a guy that you split out. Um, flex and he's definitely too big for a safety and he's also fast enough to run um, too fast for a linebacker so you know I just think that whoever ends up getting JD man they're gonna get a quality kid again um, great family you know he's a hard worker he's constantly trying to get better I just you know I'm just ecstatic for the kid that he's you know getting his shine now I mean I, it couldn't happen to a better kid and, and like I said again it, it's only gonna get he's only gonna get better like you said, um, excuse me, he's only going to get better. Definitely, definitely. I would like to – I know it's tough sometimes, but I like to see a kid settle in at a position and, and, and really own it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure if Blessed Trinity has the personnel to do that, um, especially when you have a guy that talented. You want to see them on the field and you want to see them affecting the, affecting the game in as many ways as possible. But, J.D., tell me this, man. Uh, going against that type of offense on the defensive side of the ball, how does it prepare you? I mean, you're – you guys are running downhill, you know. You got a guy on your team that I really love and still chambers and being able to go against a guy like that and practice in that type of offense. How does it help you on the defensive side of the ball? I got really get used to, like, just taking on the blocks because every single time, at least a fullback, someone's coming off for the linebacker and you have to get off the fullback or blocker and make a tackle. And I think you just get used to that and you kind of you experience that a lot more than the spread teams, like, because, I mean, a lot of the games you experience spread. But once you find that team like Maris or Pius that runs the triple option and just coming at you every play, I'm kind of ready for that when it comes to that time. Okay, so you do you feel more comfortable at like a six technique? I saw you playing a ton of on the line on the line of scrimmage, playing at a six technique, defensive end. Um, but a lot of guys project you as being an off-the-ball linebacker, whether it be a, um, a weak side, outside linebacker and a 4-3 defense or even a middle linebacker. What would be your preference between those two or three? I'd probably rather be middle linebacker. Okay. How do you do, How would you feel, though, about rushing the passers? Because I saw you, man, with the arm under move. I saw you running the arc. Uh, I saw you mm-hmm. dipping the shoulders. You had some, some very impressive pass rush moves as well. I mean, I'd be good with that because – well, it's freshman year, I played DN. I had I had twelve point five sacks that season. Oh wow! And so I'd be good with that too. What about being a stand up outside linebacker, like a rush linebacker in a three four defense? I'm good with that too. I'm good with whatever. <laughs> All right. What's your current height and weight right now? I'm six one two sixteen. Two sixteen. All right, man. You're a load there. Um. So, coach, what do you think about? My man, as a stand-up pass rusher or an off-the-ball linebacker, could you give me an assessment of him with those two? Again, I, I think that he can do anything. With him being the on-the-line guy, He's here, again, he's very physical. Um, he has the skill set and technique. Um, but, I, 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 again, on defense, I like him in space because he's athletic enough. 
you know, to, to do anything. And the fact that he does play offense, he has a great understanding of what a flex guy or a slot guy is trying to do to him. If he had to walk out and cover number two or cover the tight end, he has a very good understanding of what they're trying to do to him. So again, I don't think that there's anything that he can't do on, on the defense from a linebacker uh, standpoint, you know, him playing inside him running downhill, you know, making tackles in the backfield, taking on a lead blocker, you know, Again, I, I think the world of JD, and and you know he's he's just an unbelievable player. I completely agree. All right, so JD is there are certain teams or teams out there that you watch um, from the defensive standpoint that you look and they're playing defense like you want and where you can see yourself fitting in from a skill set standpoint. Um, I'd say you now right now I've been more watching like the individual players. Okay. Just like the studs out there, like Ruben Foster and and Bowler, and just watching them more particular closer. Okay. All right. So, a couple of those guys playing a uh, different style of defenses there. Um, let's talk about some of your offers, man. Um, obviously everyone's excited. You just got a Georgia offer, and um, just being scouting the South um, with a guy who covers the University of Georgia and myself, uh, I could see you playing a, a myriad of spots. There, that's why I started on the offensive side of the ball. If you're talking about Georgia's current offense with Jim Cheney, he's running 13 personnel, 12 personnel, 22 personnel. Uh, man, they're they're making a, the tight end position a focal point. You got a guy like Isaac Nada there, but you also have a guy like Charlie Werner who plays a flex position. They play him at H back. They move them all around the field. Is that something that you notice uh, when you watch Georgia this this season, this past season? Yes, yeah, I've, I've noticed like they've been changing it up a lot. I think that I could probably fit in well with that, too. I think I'd be a good either side of the ball and be able to fit in just wherever they wanted me to. Um, where exactly are they looking at you at mostly? They're looking at me as a linebacker. Okay, so um, you watch any of their linebackers, man? Natres Patrick, Roquan Smith, Reggie Carter, and those guys? What do you think about those guys and the job they did? I think they did well, and I think it's only going to be better with the coaching staff and them growing together i mean this is only their first year and they still finished well and i think they're going to just get better more and more each year all right so tell me about your other offer and that being another team that i've covered the lsu tigers a team that i absolutely love man you're talking about dave aranda's defense and, and some of the stuff that he did with those guys man it was it was it was truly amazing and I love their style of offense that they've had traditionally and they'll have a new coordinator in matt canada this season and be running another Another very similar to Georgia, very tight end based type offense and everything like that. What do you think about the Tigers? Um, I honestly don't know as much about them. So I'm heading down there Saturday, but I haven't seen like as much about them. But I think, I think right now I compare pretty well to Duke Riley just because Ooh, wow. height wise, same weight, height, we're about the same height, and then weight wise, another twenty pounds would be about that. So I'm not sure yet, but well, just from me me knowing their personnel over, they really like linebackers that are around your size. If you think about going back to Deion Jones, Kendall Beckwith, all these guys, they're not big six four, six five linebackers like you see at other schools. They're all in the six one, two hundred twenty pound range. A guy like Deion Jones is actually a safety. If you can tell the way he runs at with the Atlanta Falcons and stuff like that, so they love athletes out in space and they cover them up with big players on the front end there on the line of scrimmage. So um, I think you'd be a great fit there. Is there any other schools out there that you would like um, to to be shown interest from? Um, I'd like to see Stanford. I think that'd be cool to 
out there. They have good academics too, and they can compete in football. Anybody else besides Stanford? Probably like Auburn, Clemson, um, Bama. Coach, what about you? What are some of the schools you think that um, JD could could be the truth at? I, I like him at Clemson. He reminds me a lot of Leggett, the uh, the guy that they had this year, the tight end. Uh, again, Auburn. He, he he would fit perfectly in an Auburn scheme. You know, fit Georgia. Georgia uses that fullback, that H-back type guy. Uh, and, you know, he he would fit perfectly in any of those things. Again, man, I'm, I'm going to keep with the same theme. I'm, I'm just happy that he's getting – you know he's finally getting his his due and and his recognition and I'm, again I'm just proud of the kid. All right, so uh, one last question for you, man. What was the True 19 experience like? Um, saw you there um, a couple of times and you were there. You were taking in the experience. Could you tell me about the experience and, and what what it meant to you and what it may mean to you in the future? I mean, it was fun. It was, it was a great experience just because you put so many great guys on the field together. I actually, I actually didn't play it completely because I was getting over an injury. But I think it's, it was just a great idea and it was, it's fun. I mean, you have to hang out with all the guys for the weekend. and It's just a bunch of different guys from all over the state that you, you wouldn't usually be with together and be on a team with. And it's just something like you wouldn't have anywhere else. All right, Coach, go ahead and close us out, man, and tell us more about JD or, or close us out however you want to, man. <laughs> Again, man, uh... I sure miss JD in, in the True 19 game. Um, you know, like he said, he, he had a he was getting over a slight injury, but um, hopefully this this coming year when we take on Florida, he'll be healthy and he'll be ready to play. But like I said earlier in the film, um, I'm known JD since he's been 10 years old, playing with Johns Creek. It's been a pleasure to watch him develop and grow as a young man. Um, he has an absolute great dad. You know, one of the best guys you ever want to meet and talk to. You know, spent a lot of time with JD, you know, on college visits and just talking to him and seeing him around, man. It just it's just a blessing to get again to see a kid that, you know, one of our another one of our true 19 kids, you know, blow up nationally, man. And, you know, he's, you know, one of the earlier guys for it to happen to. But, you know, we expect for it to keep happening and just just again, just so happy for him he deserves it he works hard you know he's a great kid and you know again he just like many of these other kids from true 19 they haven't scratched the surface yet of of how good they're gonna be so again man i'm just proud of him and and you know congratulations appreciate it all right guys there you have it one the only jd bertrand from blessed trinity on scout in the south coach k and murph jd thank you my man no problem thank you